This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, just uh, here ready to talk about some stardom uh, exclusively on this show. So this is like a uh, like a real special edition, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the first time we ever did a, like exclusive stardom-only show. Um, and I think it's appropriate, given that this show is like going to be a show of the year contender. Uh, <laughs> was unbelievable. Uh, but, but I guess before we actually get into it, Rich, without further ado. You know, you just got to hit the music. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, damn, this show was fucking crazy. Um, stardom, All Star Dream Cinderella um, from March third. The first show um, that was that was an international pay per view. Americans actually watched this live. I uh, I did it myself. Um, spent forty six bucks for it. Well worth it. Um, if there had been one, I really only paid for one match. <laughs> Quite frank with you, I paid for one match. I don't give a fuck. I'll say it. I paid for one match, and I got the result I wanted. Um, and even if, if even if it turned out uh, or the or, or roles were reversed, it still would have been a great show. But I think the you know, I think it uh, took it over the top. Uh, Rich, what were your uh, initial or your initial thoughts on the show before we go through it? Um, it felt like um a show where they brought a couple of people from the past back, but they let you know they are loaded with talent everywhere. Uh, everything was, you know, the work was just super tight up and down the show. Um, for people that are looking to get into Joshi and may have seen things like uh, maybe even the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament, this yeah. is like a higher level working even than that. Um and this is like, you know, from the beginning, like uh, when Nazi Poi was taking on Azumi for the high speed championship, you can just see like they're just world class. And I um, 
looked at the show like this is a big moment for them because, you know, they've got someone like Sayakamitani, for example, uh, mm-hmm. in the red belt match. I think she took a big step forward in her career, and this yeah. is going to be um, something she's going to be able to work back to. Um, the Mayu and uh, Yoshiko thing, one thing that really stuck with me was the video package before the match before you know and i feel like if you can use context clues at all you can figure out (laughs) what's happening even if you don't speak the language uh i think it's a really good show like great show actually and it kind of you know it it felt like on par with like any type of like big major show you'd see anywhere like there's you know they got this goofy battle roll in the beginning and all that but like that's kind of like Yo, your your Russell Kingdom Rambo yep. and like wacky shit and uh people seeing folks like um uh what was her name? I got it right here. I'm trying to think of the Give I, me I your gimmick and I can tell you. Um she's older. Uh um Kyoko Inoue, Chigusa Nagayo. I saw Kyoko Inoue. I may be thinking of she was in all japan women's i mean okay so i mean mima shimoda i mean that, that was her okay um and like you know people getting their their day in the sun essentially um so i i really liked it um i you know if when we have covered stardom it'll be like okay these are the couple main event matches you can check out but no go watch this whole show and you know there's ways to do it or you can just wait for it to get uploaded on, on stardom world i mean it'll be up um, on stardom world like tomorrow yeah so yeah, i think Saturday. the review view is coming right in time but what'd you think of the show i mean this is the best show i've seen since at least full gear um i, I just you know it was, it was an incredible show like it's one of the best shows i've seen in the last few years like this on par with it's up there with the stuff you see from what if you compare like the average AEW pay per view, the average takeover from the last uh, now five years, uh, and aside from like you know the all time like you know Dominion or Wrestle Kingdom stuff, like on one night, like it's it's on par with that. Like the last three matches were all were all great. And then you look up and down the card and like, you know, you watch some of these Wrestle Kingdoms or some of these things and like, there's normally like one, a couple matches that just are like, okay, that's like a three star below thing. Like aside from that rumble, everything is three stars and up and like outside of the tag match, like everything is like at least three and a half. <laughs> and I was going to say, um, for that tag match, like I was like, wow, did not Tora decide to show up and like right. not fuck off? Like right. I was shocked. And then like, I thought Saki was awesome in the match too so just up and down the show like and it, i i recommend watching the whole thing like it took me like two days to watch it but um yeah i i um definitely you know highly recommend this because you know you saw some like you, you i feel like you're seeing a lot of like changes like that are like there's a lot of like um breadcrumbs that are out there right now i think yeah um and one thing i will say is like this ma- this show is great just popping in and parachuting in if you if so if you are a person this is very similar to you know when people talk about like what should I happen on Wrestle Kingdom 
when, or you know, Russ Kingdom's come around or whatever else. Like, once you hop in on Japanese pro wrestling, whatever else, this is the show to hop in on if you've ever cared about anything that you heard me say about stardom. Like, this is the one. Like, you can watch that, you can go from there. You don't need other context. There's video packages that can get, that can kind of fill you in or whatnot. Like, but otherwise, you're going to watch a great ass wrestling show for like three and a half hours that has eight matches on it. Um, like, <laughs> you know, in a uh, it's just uh, but if you but if you are someone that is a starter fan or has followed this followed the sh- you know our show talking about some of this stuff like especially it's just a it's just an incredible show like it's it goes through is you know the history of stardom is all in there with all these comebacks and you know denying Yashiko in key matches and uh, people that, that came back to be in the in the Rambo and even you know even with the Rossi connection to go all it goes all the way to the the all Japan women's uh, wrestlers and and all this stuff and you see like people you see like in that room you see multiple tag former tag team partners of uh, of Nanai Takahashi it's just funny so um you know the rum the Rambo. Uh, compare if you want to compare it to a to a Royal Rumble, it sucked. It was way more. It was it's way it was more funny and, because and well, it, it was funny because when I was watching it, it was like I thought it started off like good. It was like oh shit, like they're actually right. like kind of working in there. And then like the more people would come out, and then it they didn't want to eliminate. Longer it keeps going. Yeah, and it's like they didn't want to. What the anybody. fuck are they doing? Right. They didn't want to eliminate anybody. <laughs> um, and and like they had their moments in it, like you know um. Like with the legends, like Kyoko and Noe was in there with uh, with Lady C, and mm-hmm. um, Lady C also had her moments with um, with uh, Emi Sakura. Emi Sakura shows up; she brings the entire Choco Pro gang or the Gotamu gang, and they all like just you know just for the entrance or whatever. And the, and the visual it was great. Um, you know, Chikusa Nagayo goes comes in there. You know, quite possibly the most popular Japanese woman wrestler of all time. And who's in there to go face to face, eye to eye with her? Giant Saya. Yes. <laughs> and then he changed chops and and forearms and you know it, it it was funny at the time. You have um Horio Masamoto trying to get in the ring and 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 uh, Unagi's like hell no, we're not letting you get in here. You'll throw us all out. And then all of a sudden, um. Uh, Miho Wakazawa comes out and with Mayu and Hiroyo comes back up the ramp and they're one of the first uh, trios champions ever in stardom history and they're just having a yeah, blast and stuff. It was a bunch of just you know. And then I was like, why the re- fuck does I was like, why the fuck does Mayu have a boombox? Like, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> bro. I've seen. I think I've seen them wrestle one time and it, it was a comedy even when like she was when Mayu was like struggling on the card to survive. That the only title she was seeing around that time was trios titles with Hiroyo Masamoto and and you know another former All Japan Women's wrestler. So like you go through and you see like where Mayu had what that stuff you see where Mayu has come, especially with the Yoshiko thing later on. Just like wow, this this person stayed around. Like a lot of people thought Stardom was gonna fucking die. Like when Kyrie left and Io was supposed to be out the door, but Io had another year. Because uh, of the neck, didn't, her neck thing didn't get cleared, so she leaves the year later. They put over Momo. It's Momo and Mayu and Jungle for you know until that period of time to where they can develop and get you know get a Utami ready to go. Sign Hannah. You know it was the see the think of this company from like if you look that perspective to see where they are now. You never would have imagined they would this would have happened. Never. And yeah, <clears throat> you know their trajectory is still going up from here. Like. The, the fact that they did, outdid, outdrew a uh, a New Japan Budokan show, it's like, who would have fucking thought of, thought about that? Like, would you have thought of that when we started covering Stardom? 
no, like mind you, these are weird circumstances. Yes, that's like, true. Obviously, but yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I think New Japan's like um, they're doing a lot of shows right now. Yes, so, they are. They're trying to recoup. Yeah, so it's um, you know, like I said, it, it's a fun factoid. It, it, yeah, yeah. Great. I'm not saying they're. they're, they're look, I'm not saying look, that they're great. Is the, is... They're, I was gonna say they're great things to tweet. <laughs> like you know, Julia's a bigger draw than than Kota Ibushi. Shit, you know, if you want to get you know, yeah, if you want to drive some people out the wall and fuck around on Twitter, yeah, they gave they gave you that. Yeah, Tam Nakano greater than Kazusha Okada. You know. Sam Nakano gonna honor the white belt. Yeah. You know, New Japan getting rid of the white belt. Yeah. Um so so yeah, I guess we uh we start from the beginning and we'll go through some of uh, some of our thoughts or whatever else. So first match on the card, uh high speed title match, the opener, the 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 queen of openers, Azumi versus Azumi did not come to fuck she did not come to fuck around with y'all with the gear. Yeah. Um she basically I don't know if this Maybe this is me, my head cannon, but you know she was very close to Hazuki at the time. Hazuki was known for her white belt title defenses. Will she come out um, normally in the in the in the, the pink and black attack like Bret Hart when it was time to defend the title? She would come out with white and pink, you know, version alternate of the same exact fit. It was great, and Azumi came out for for this show and. You know, basically the same exact gear, except it's white where it, is, where it was black in alternate ver- uh, version. It was incredible looking. Um, Natsupoi new gear looks good. <clears throat> getting the, you know, getting the ring start off with uh, with you know, like a blur, like whirling dervish, rope running, evasive maneuvers. Um, ultimately, um, Azumi. I can't even remember all the stuff because so much shit happened in that match, but yeah. it was a blur. It was a great match, technical wrestling. Um, there, there's a great gif going around of Nasapoy doing um, like this sunset flip suplex or something like a cartwheel it's a, it's suplex. It's an aerial or something. cartwheel suplex, yeah. Yeah, that shit is hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I saw, I saw that you know it got you know a couple thousand likes. I was like, she does it like every other match, but I mean, like you know, obviously people don't see it. They're missing out. Yep. Um, yep. This was the probably the best performance I've seen from Natsupoi in Stardom in a singles match. Um, you know, they had to kind of keep her in tags or whatever else, be a pin eater for um, the the, the biggers in, 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 in Donna Del Mondo. But, you know, she's a great wrestler. Uh, but, you know, you, you saw it here. Uh, I think there is a part where Zumi ends up getting her out to the floor, goes for a diving foot stomp um, on, the, on, the, on the floor from the second rope. And I'm just like, Zumi... Take care of them knees. <laughs> we, we need you for the next 10, 5, 5, 10, 15 years. Take care of them knees. Um, get her back in the ring. Uh, she, she basically has her way with her. She ends up uh, running the ropes. She's going for a hurricane, uh, running Hurricane Rana. Uh, pop up Hurricane Rana. Natsupoy blocks it. Uh, shoves her away. Hits her with a gut kick. Sends Zumi to the, uh, to the rope. She hits the other ropes. Comes back and just... <laughs> fucking drives through her with a drop kick off. It sends both of them onto the apron through that through the ropes. Um, there, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff in it. Uh, more uh, double foot stomps. Uh, Azumi ends up uh, uh, going every time Natsupoi ends up uh, kicking out. Azumi just ready. The second she gets that shoulder up, she's snatching that arm and putting her in the Fujiwara arm bar. It was just you know incredible stuff. Uh, I think uh, the end of the match is. Uh, finishing with Natsupoi ends up hitting uh, three rolling German suplexes. Zumi kicks out. 
Um, she freaks out. She ends up getting up. She ends up putting Nozomi in a uh, straitjacket. Uh, German drops her on her head, bridges up, gets the pin. She is uh, now the new high-speed champion. I saw that, and I was like, well, maybe it, is it time for, for a little elevation for, for, for Azumi? You know, that's that's the first thing I started thinking. But, um, you know, uh, for those that, you know, may have not uh, ever seen Azumi, she's one of the most innovative wrestlers that is out right now. Super young, super fast in the ring, like always entertaining. Yeah, she's 18. Yeah, that too. (laughs) She's 18. Like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody. The first time I ever saw her was 16. She's been about, she's basically been about this good since she was 16. And that's the crazy part. Like, they had her in training wheels for so long. And now that she's, you know, um, now that she's able to do, I think I think pretty much it was last year's or sorry, 2019 Grand Grand Prix when they were like, all right, we're taking the training wheels off you. And ever since then, like I am no longer a kid wrestler, as she, she was saying. Right, right. That's exactly what it is. She just goes nuts. Like I don't even know. Do you have a match time on that match? I don't have the time because I don't have cage match pulled up, but okay. uh, I can probably find it. Hold but on, I, I'm pulling up right now. It's I, uh, I would I would say it's like under ten. Yes, eight minutes. Eight minutes yeah. in like Dave Meltzer gave it four stars. I gave it three and three quarters. Um, yeah. The reason why I gave it three and three quarters because I don't think it's appreciably better than. Um, I probably say the same. I don't think it's appreciably better than like her match with uh with um Yoniyama or her match with Mayo Shizuki um in her last recent defenses. And I think that the this is like, right up Dave's alley. Right. And I think of course. And 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 um also uh is not as good as the the four star match from October third against Starlight Kid. That is that is the one. Um but yeah. Anyway, uh move on from that, get the uh goddess of stardom. Goddesses of Stardom uh, tag belts defended. Hameka and um, Micah versus Natsu. Natsu well, I'm sorry, uh, Natsuko Tora and Saki of Oedo Tai. It was a rough day for the Oedo Tai. They down bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, getting whooped left and right. Yeah, good match. Um, I don't really remember much of it, but like they were moving, they were moving back and forth. This is like the highest pace I've ever seen. I've yeah. seen Natsupo, or Natsupo, I keep doing it. Uh, Natsuko Tora like wrestled in. Probably since she joined Oedo Tai, um, yeah, just just really good match. She came out there, she came out there dressed like Tai Chi, kinda. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still an upgrade from what she was wearing before. Like I, one thing I will say is, like everybody came to play, and, and almost everybody—not everybody, almost everybody—exactly everybody upgraded their gear. Like if you didn't look like a star, uh, most people came out with the gear that made them look like stars. If you had really trash gear. You had some decent gear, like everybody upgraded. Um, so shouts out to them for realizing, like, it's a big show. We all need to look professional. All we all need to, you know, take pride in how we look when we do this. It came out yeah. in like a professional <laughs> setting. Like, we'll get to Shuri in a second. My God. Um, so, um, <laughs> Micah and Hameka, um, Micah comes to out. Give, give everyone some context. Like, I, I love them. Yep. Um, I've, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm already like Don Delmondo's already like my group anyway, like kind of on the low. But um, everybody's group, all they, look, yeah. <laughs> all of them are rough. All of them are tough. Like Sherry is, you know, and most of them, except for like Julia, all of them are really baby faces. Except Julia just acts mm. like a dick from time to time. Like you can't, like Sherry is on that Oscar program. Like she's the baddest motherfucker on the block. But she's, you just want to root for her. She's so raw, and also she wrestles so much hard and fire. And then like. 
you know, Hameka's a baby face, Nasapoy getting heat, rocking on knees like a baby face. Like, they're all baby faces except for the leader. Yep. <laughs> and they um, win all the time, too. What's well, not the point? Uh, <laughs> they're like, um, you know, they're like Ben and Rasheed Wallace, like. Micah and Mega, like, you know, the Wallaces, like. You know, it's a giant in a in a, in a judoka together, and they just beat ass. Um, and and that's the best way I explain it. Like one thing I did like with their gear is, is the symbolism. Um, Micah came out. I think she's probably the second or third best dressed uh, um, the other night. But she, uh, when you include like the you know the ensemble, the you know the gear that you take off before or whatever, yeah, all yeah. of it. Like she came out with some super expensive looking shit. Like what kind of fabric is that? Where did you get those? Where do you buy that? Like that. That has yeah, exclusive exclusive fabrics. Yes, like she, they jumped them at the bell, and the, my first thought was, Micah, please don't rip Micah shit. That shit looks so good. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, uh, cause cause Saki choked her with it. But anyway, um, their gear, Micah's gear is gold. Um, Hameka got new gear. It's silver, and that's because the tag team belts in Stardom, uh, one is gold plated with silver accents and the other one is silver plated with gold accents so Micah has the gold belt and um Hameka has the silver belt and I was like that's a great touch like and I hope you stay tag teams for a long time because they're gonna have a lot of just clobber fest they just are um yeah, but they end up getting I, a win I'd uh, like to see them against like B Priestley and Jamie Hayter one day I mean their match when they won the titles they faced uh I, I agree but when they won the titles, it was against B and Konami, and that match was great. Like they got heat on Micah, and Micah just sold her ass off forever. And then Hameka came through and just like was just a just a just a. I didn't know she had a hot tag. That's the best way I explain it. And then she had one; it was great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like at the end, um, Micah, who you know was in, got trained in just tap out before she came to stardom. Takamishinoku. Wins the match by dropping Saki on her head with a Michinoku driver. It was the first time she ever did it on in Stardom. It was awesome. Um, so then you get the Rumble. Um, I got I mean, all the names here okay. if you want me to go through them. So, yeah, first, uh, first person, I, I want to point out, first person was Starlight Kid, and I love that because she's the future of Stardom. She will be a white belt champion eventually. She will be, you know like, the top star in stardom in the future. So, like, for her to come out, like, it was... I remember how you said it was, like, so important that, like, Sasha was the first per- woman out in the Women's Rumble. Yeah. I feel the same way for them, because, like, she's the fucking mascot. Starlight kid, stardom with a ma- with Spider-Man. <laughs> like, yeah, put her out there first. Yeah. So, um, basically, your winner was Unagi. Um, so, Unagi getting, you know, revenge for everybody whooping on her oh, yeah. normally. Uh, she defeated B Priestley, Chigusa Nagayo, Emi Sakura, Hiromi Mamora, yep. um, Hiroyo Matsumoto, Kaori Yonayama, which is Death Yamasan, yep. um, Kikutaro. Uh, Kikutaro is the pervert. The w- ah, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering about that. I, I, everybody hated that. I hated it too. Uh, that's that's your old Santina Morella type shit. Yeah. Um, then Kyoko No, Lady C, Meiho Shizuki, Miho Wazikawa, or Wakizawa, uh, Mima Shimoda, Mina Shirakawa, Momo Nakanishi, Rin Katakura, um, Ruaka, S- Giant Saya, Starlight Kid, Yoko Bito, Yuna Manase, 
Yuri Haruka and Yuzuki Ayakawa. Yeah. So the thing for me was I kept popping because they did all these reunions where like, for example, like when Mima Shimoda came out, the first person she came out to see was Momo Nakanishi because it's like, that's that's age that's AJW old country beef. Where it's like, I'm gonna whoop your ass like I whooped your ass fifteen or twenty five years ago. Um so or almost 25 years ago um and then you know you have because emmy sakura has trained so many people like there were all these allegiances um when when yuzupan um yuzuki akawa came out you had the old uh, by ho faction with her and yoko bito and like it, it was it was fun it was fun bro when, when when she stood up next to lady c and was like posing too oh, like she was like yes. yeah that shit was hilarious yes um yes. <laughs> i only wish aja khan could have been in it but you know her and rossi don't quite yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every it felt like almost everybody was there that was that that could. But her, like you know, <laughs> like Mako couldn't be there. Obviously, Oscar couldn't be there. Eo, Kyrie, Kyrie was there, but she couldn't be on camera. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it it was it was a blast. It was a blast. It was like if this is a you turn your brain off. It's terrible wrestling as far as bell to bell action for the most part. But oh yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. Oh yeah, like, but just as far as and they're missing shit, they're missing elimination left and right. People can't keep up with with who got eliminated because missed off camera. And honestly, like they're also bringing people out at a million miles an hour too. Well, the reason why is because you know, like this why you have to give credit to WWE when they do these elimination or when they do um, the rumbles. You know they go. 90 depending on the year is 90 seconds or one minute but that music is edited to where you know exactly what it is someone comes right out them they're having all these a lot of these japanese wrestling themes have these huge build-ups and then someone comes out so like for example yoko Bito came out by the time she finally came out their music hits it's like 55 seconds and i and i you know like all of a sudden like you all see you hear the 10 like the five four three two one right after her music cuts off yeah so it was like this is what screwed it up. It wasn't like, hey, belt rings, go straight to the part where people know and then go out. It was a whole bunch of let the beat build and shit. <laughs> like it was, like let it was the beat Kanye. build, bitch. Yeah, like it was Kanye and Wayne. <laughs> so that's what, that's what messed it up. So that's why I felt like it kept going over and over. And I figured this out because when I rewatched the show just earlier, I actually had the timer up. I was like, huh, it actually is one minute every single time. It's just everything keeps getting fucked up because these beats uh, uh-huh. keep coming in weird times. But yeah. Um, the final, the final three end up being um, Izuki Akawa versus uh, Team Tam, uh, Unagi and Mina, and I gotta say, like Yuzupan, she hasn't wrestled since 2013. Um, obviously, she's been you know training with Nanai and Yoshiko and um, Natsuki Tayo. It's it, in the Seedland Dojo or whatever else. Like it looks like it. She, her strikes is the same. She's just violent. Mm-hmm. They sound off. She would just <laughs> just kick the shit out of you. Um, but yeah, like they teamed up on her, uh, both of them. Uh, she thwarted uh, Mina, threw her out, and then it ended up being uh, Munagi and her. And at the end, Munagi ends up getting her uh, after having a, a short little battle on the apron. Unagi ends up uh, eliminating her. She wins after going through that seven trial series, getting her ass whooped by all the <laughs> modern people in stardom. Um, so uh, she celebrates. She ends up uh, convincing. Um, Yuzuki Akawa to come back into the ring and those, you know, her and Mina and um, Yuzuki all celebrate and I was like, she should come back. She should come back and be in Cosmic Angels and <laughs> make this money. Because <laughs> it's all, you know, that whole stable is just like, very pretty 
and older on the spectrum for stardom. Like that was so. Those right are those are your old idols, you know. I, I mean, I, look, look, I, idols that that one can actually look at, you know. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I never really thought about it, but you got a point. You know, but um, Ro- yeah. Rossi know. Look, Rossi know. He he like Vince. He you know he got to he got to hit all demos. You know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah! I think I think uh, a cow was like 30, 38, 37, something like that. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, hit all demos. <laughs> Dumb. All types. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so the next match is uh, Momo versus uh, Nanai. Um, Let's the video- fucking go! Yes, the video package uh, just explains it. Like Nanai's last match of Stardom was against rookie uh, Momo in 2015, and um, I believe the, the translation is something like, "I don't want to wrestle your way" or whatever else, and then come forward. Her and Yoshiko storm the year in climax. Mama wants someone to deny. They have the tag match at Seedland. They beat the shit her and Arisa beat the shit out of um, Giant Saya. And we get this match here. And the bell rings and it's on. <laughs> and it's yeah, on. Yeah, man. <laughs> so when I was watching this, I think I accidentally skipped this, like mm-hmm. from swapping. You know, I watched a rumble one day and I was like, all right, I'll come back to it. And then, um, you know, just where I was in the timeline, I started with Shuri versus Konami. So I watched this okay. after the main event, and I was not let down at all. Like <laughs> you ever, you ever, um, uh, you ever like watch like a boxing match, and then like you see like the main event, right? But then there's like another fight on that's after somehow <laughs> on the pay per view, and then it's like, oh yeah, they are they're hitting too. Like that's what <laughs> that's what it felt like for me. Um, this was like it was like a Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus match, like. Beating the fuck out someone small that strikes versus uh, this big brolic motherfucker like it was like yo just hitting like I love watching Denai Takahashi I've only seen her a handful of times you know that you like sent me matches of hers uh, the hair versus hair match the tag match this one um, I like it's, well, it's on that in, in, like her. It's, yeah, bro. It's on. It's on. It's like on that Audrey Khan scale. Like I ain't really here for all the pretty stuff. Like I want to see them <laughs> run it. Like in in you know the yeah. knives right up my alley. Yeah, man. Like and, the, the thing that drew me to her in last. Uh, the thing that's crazy about it is like she had this good of a match and like she's still not like 100 percent from her uh, her foot or ankle surgery from uh, last year. Like, but 2019, that was the best female wrestler I saw in all 2019. Like not mm-hmm. Mayu, not not anybody. It was her. Like she kept having all these great matches, like with Arisa Nakajima, with with um Vinny slash uh Oscar. Like it was it. Like she was having or Takumi Aroha as well. Like, that's first match. That's first time I ever saw Takumi Aroha was against um Nanai. Like it was. She was having war, just wars and like this is her style of pacing, like just physical coming forward. You know we and it, it, it just. <laughs> just all this energy and passion and that obviously that's her catchphrase pa- passion but Yo, yeah like, that's just written on the gear too <laughs> yes uh but yeah like she it's just great and like 
Um, you know, I think the first half of the match, like she just she just like knows so so much of Momo's stuff, and then like Momo had to fight from underneath, and when she did, when she finally like got on top, and she just and Momo was able to just drop these forearms on the back of Momo of on Anaya's head, just like you've been beating my ass for four minutes, I've had enough, like you've been to feel my pain, like it was it was great, and um, you know, like I love the spot where you know Momo got the B driver, uh, or I guess what what is um. Chuck Taylor call it the awful waffle. The awful waffle, yeah. The, the beat that's what they were in Japan, I guess, called a B driver. Like Nanai or Momo does it because of Nanai. Momo hits it on Nanai. Nanai just literally rolls it up like it's like it's a sunset flip, like, like it's like it's a matchbox cover, gets up and it hits her with one, and then Momo kicks it one. Like it was like, damn, this like for a 10 minute match is like that wasn't like that wasn't like some intricate thing, it was just like you fight me, I fight back, I fight harder, you sell, then you come back. It was like, what more can you ask for? Like, obviously, you know, you could do the slap battle thing like um, like Suzuki in Yuji Nagata, but, like, for a match that had, like, a lot of, that had elements of real wrestling in it, like, this felt like a war, like a pocket-sized war. Um, yep. Yeah. It, it was, so, her, you should be proud yes, of yeah. this match. Like, I mean, you heard me for a couple years. Like, I would love to see her in, in, um, and Nanai and Ishii get, get it on her. Shield. Like, that shit would be a fucking blast. Um, but anyway, I end up, I, because it was so short, I ended up giving it three and three quarters, but I, I love the match. I'm going to go ahead and give this four. I, I have no, look, on rewatch, it's even better. So, like, <laughs> but I'm just going my initial, my initial, uh, grade. But yeah. Um, so next match after that, Shuri versus Konami for the SWA Undisputed title. Um, Rich, do you feel comfortable with this, uh, it, de- describing what you call uh, Shuri to the crowd, or do you think we need to keep down the tuck? Um, I don't remember this. It's about Shuri, because it's the SWA title, it's about, na- you know, somebody has to be a certain nation nationality she's half oh Filipino, yeah 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 so she's yeah, yeah. a bunch of Japanese wrestlers because in, in rely on the fact that she's half Japanese, half Philippine. Yeah, she's the cam woman, you know. <laughs> We can stop Anybody there. can get it. Okay, fair enough. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I mean, that's Americans, just- <laughs> Mexicans, Jamaicans, okay. Jamaicans. Oh my god. Anybody? Yeah. So I wonder is it is it wrestling in Jamaica? <laughs> I've never I've never thought to consider that for a second. <laughs> Yo, we gonna have to ask Ike. Like, yeah, who's the cha- like, I mean, obviously there's, there's wrestling in the Caribbean because of Puerto Rico, but like, what about the rest? Like, I wonder who's the champion in Barbados? Who's, yes, you know who's the Trinidadian champion? Um, you know, anyway. Dominican Republic. Who, who got a belt there? I know black. I Dominican. Oh my god! <laughs> no poppy. No black. No black. Get the fuck out of here. Um. So. We derailed, but um. Anyway, um, this match is billed after Shuri um beats Azumi um in the uh uh sorry the February thirtieth Korokan Hall, um, and she requests that her next opponent be Konami, um, and then they go to the press conference and Konami reads this letter. Um, and I read the translation because I was so hyped for the show that I actually watched the press conference and wa- and pulled up the transcri- the transcription of it and like had it translated thanks to Google um, uh, Google Translate, which means it's, ru- it's roughly translated, but I got the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, 
and I, I don't know if you know this, but Shuri's ties to wrestling early in her career are tied to Oscar, our Oscar, mm-hmm. right? Um, like when she was in a promotion called Smash, like she was chasing after Oscar and had a rivalry. And actually, there's a video package that's fucking awesome. Um, there's also a video going around on the internet right now of Asuka, Hikaru Shida, and Shuri dancing. Right. Yeah, I saw that uh, too. So, um, and it's young because you see how, like, you know, like Shuri has her like fighter physique on. You know, because she's a shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, she was actually in UFC. Um. Anyway, Konami says like you are very important to my career. I don't know if I'm a wrestler without you. Um, taking, you know, st- stepping up for me and helping me and getting me bookings and tra- helping me train and all this stuff because the person that trained me, Asuka, abandoned me. She didn't say Asuka's name, but we know who trained her. We know who, you know, put her in these spot shows, whatever else, when she was a rookie. And I don't know if, if you ever seen Konami's gear when she was a kid, you'd laugh. You'd, you'd absolutely laugh. Like she's dressed like sa- on some Sailor Moon like shit. Anyway, schoolgirl shit. But anyway, she says, like, you took care of me, you gave me guidance, this and third, and Shuri is like, and it's a shoot, like, Shuri just breaking down fucking crying just at the press conference or whatever else, and then she said, I'm gonna take everything you taught me and all the lessons over these years, and I'm gonna use it to beat you for your belt. Um, and that was that was a storyline. So to get into the ring, and, you know, because it's Shuri and it's Konami, you already know what it is. We are finna see who is the resident badass <laughs> shoot champion here. It uh, They spend a the start of this match, like fighting for arm bars, and then they, you know, they they keep jockeying position to see who can put who in in, in what move. Ultimately, you end up getting um, Konami working Shuri's arm with, with some kicks. You end up getting uh, Shuri ends up getting um, a, a ankle lock on Konami, so they're both injured with different body parts, and they're working through and you know countering out of each other's move, fighting for holes, and then the kicks and the in the suplexes just start on just start going off. Um, and also early in the match, Shuri is outside the ring. All the Oedo tie is around the ring, so Nascator has the pipe, and she you know she wants to cheat. Konami says, "Get away from her! Like you can do all that cheating shit, but not against her. Like which is like the ultimate sign of respect, and you know all that." So. Ultimately, at the end of the match, Shuri, like like all these big shows, when she wins, she pulls out some fucking a wild fucking submission that I, a fucking wild submission that I've never seen before in my life. This time, she basically like wraps, that look wraps like. both her arms up, uh, Konami's arms up with her legs, and it also has like a stretch muffler applied too. And she and then right. she stares dead into the camera as if she knows which camera is actually on her. Is like I'm the baddest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> Come, who won't test me? It's like she's so fucking good. I Anybody love can girl. get it. Yeah, bro, she's fucking awesome. Like, came out with the super new gear. Um, I gotta say, I do normally like her regular color scheme a little bit more, mm-hmm. but uh, I I did like the gear a lot. I didn't realize Konami was out there barefoot, but with the oh, kick yeah, yeah. pads on. Yeah, yeah. She um, every every so often she'll decide to not have shoes. Like when I first started watching Stardom, she didn't have shoes, and then like she started wearing shoes consistently, and then like on special occasions she just won't have shoes. I think this is because yeah. of the touch of we're the two shoot girls, so no shoes. She yeah. was like, nah, <laughs> shoes. <wearing> shoes. <laughs> I'm gonna whoop you. Yeah, yeah um, lots of like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, just tight 
technical crisp work like all all on the show like and this is probably the best example of it looking at the rest of the card like right here's just 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 precision right this here was- Shuri, shuri's like a like she's goes through people like a hot knife through butter like yes. it's just she's the person that's like you can't wait till she gets a title challenge against somebody because you know it's on. She always gets the best out of everybody as far as effort and intensity and heart. She's just she's just the best. Like she's the best. Like she can she has all this range. She she is you never seen her in ceiling when she was in ceiling. Like she's in the mid card, like wrestling like um, real Mizunami at times and like trios matches and like just being a clown. Like she's hilarious. Like. She is very much like Oscar, where you think of the range that this person is. Can do comedy, can be a fucking killer, can be a babyface, can be a heel, can play, do all that stuff. Like when she beat the shit out of Unagi um, last week or whatever else, she was like, I see potential in you, but you are far, 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 <laughs> far uh, away. Like she said it just like that, and she beat the shit out of her, too. Just like, I would love to see Shuri and Hikaru Shida oh my run God. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, their best friends are they're, close, because close they're friends. best friends, exactly. Right. Like, yes. So, um, but anyway, like, I ended up giving this because uh, it went this went even shorter than the, the nine match. This went like eight minutes. I gave it uh, three and a half. I, but I, you know, the, this, that is not that is not a a um, a comment on the quality of the wrestling. Had they gone four minutes, that's easily four stars. But yeah, but yeah, I'll probably say the same. Yeah, just got out and like, oh yeah. Also, Shuri pointed out or said that like her color scheme was uh inspired by wonder woman because you know the 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 red the blue the silver and gold whatever else and then like you know i don't know what the fuck that was she was wearing she like a damn bird and she like she looked awesome she looked awesome that was wrestlemania (laughs) level here um yeah so next match after that is uh a special mayu iwatani The second special, yep, the second special edition ten year anniversary match. They they named them the the seedling versus starting matches ten year anniversary matches. So, um, play the video package. It shows you know both of them, uh, Momo. I'm not sorry, uh, Mayu and Yoshiko both um, from the first dojo class and first year stardom. Shows um, Mayu can ask kick shows uh, Yoshiko. Being the first person from her from the class to win the uh, the red belt, um, then it shows like immediately like it almost like goes to black and it shows Kyrie holding up the belt, which is like yeah, that's when she ended up shooting on that woman and got you know uh, kicked out of stardom, um, and you know Kyrie ended up being the first red belt champion after that. But then it showed like you know Mayu building over the years from like that point to 2017 when she ends up winning the red belt for the first time, and then it showed you know them going face to face. Uh, the exchange was, you know, you say that you're the icon of Joshi Pro, Pro Wrestling. When I was here, you were a fucking geek. It's very similar to, like, the Brock Lesnar in John Cena. Um, it's very similar in parallels. It's like, one person mm-hmm. was on top. Another person was, you know, in risk of uh, being fired or whatever else. They persevered and became the top star. This other person left, and now they're back to try to, you know, see what's up. And it's just a great story from that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like this is, like, the part where I felt like would easily translate to people because you saw in that video package, Mayu's, like, wrestling wearing, like, Daisy Dukes and shit. Like, she has nothing figured out. Yoshiko, you can see her clearly, like, a step ahead. And then she's, like, banished to, like, the Shadow Realm, like, (laughs) wrestling in, like, these fucking dark gyms and and outlaw promotions and whatever while Mayu, (laughs) they flash back and Mayu's in these bright buildings, you know, everything looks pretty, and then 
you know, Yoshiko comes back and it's like, oh no, right. <laughs> like, right. like, wow, really cool for you to return, but like, uh, there's there's some tension to be had here. Yes. Um. So, Rich, is your like, first they, time ever seeing Yes, this is the okay. first time I ever saw Yoshiko, and I loved it. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I was telling yeah. you this off air, but like she and I said this, I uh, think when uh, after the um, the year, during the year end show for Stardom was as far as them coming back, it's like you could tell just by looking at her how much weight she's lost a lot of weight. Like I don't obviously she's kind of a pseudo celebrity now because you know during the pandemic she was doing these TikTok videos of her baking like these cute little desserts or whatever and, and baking stuff in the shape of animals and you know the the, the juxtaposition of she's so like you know Martha Martha Stewart Lee while she's also like is it smiley and then she'll frown and she's like oh my god this is a bad motherfucker you want no parts like it was it was funny so she got you know she's got herself some notoriety that's why she ended up being this year you know um or during the pandemic like she became the ceiling top champion she was also top champ and tag team champion at the time um because of like you know her success, she was actually helping Sealand draw. Like I don't know if this ever happens if not for the TikTok stuff. Just you know, shake of how this thing shakes out. But also, she on another place she looked like she was banished to like in the Lion King. Like she was banished <laughs> to like the Badlands. Like <laughs> yeah, and that, so I was saying to you like she like. You see the aura and the bad asses and you saw the middle fingers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You see all the, the character and, you know, the you know the veteran charisma stuff is like, it was even crazier, like, back in June when she was still her, you know, the size she has always kind of been. But, like, she's mm-hmm. lost weight, and, like, you see it, you almost see it in, like, her gear. Like, it's almost like she decided to wear, like, the gear that she had, but, like, she didn't want to wear nothing smaller because it might give away the mystique. So, anyway, they they just, you know, Shiko gets a hold of her, and it's almost like, uh, like, was it Terry Crews and um and Cat Williams in uh, Friday After Next? It's like you ever seen a pit bull and Chihuahua? She she just beats the shit out of out of Mayu. She keeps you know working over her back and her core abdominal stretches. Um, Mayu mounts a comeback at one point. Uh, she she could cuss it right off with a tilt world backbreaker. It looked like it looked like you know the cover when the cover of Batman when Bane breaks Batman's back <laughs> over his knee. Um. You know, and then it's, tip, it's very kind of similar to in fashion to like the first uh, Takumi Aroha match that Mayu had, where it's like this person is dominating Mayu. Mayu can only hit like whole spots in, you know, quick escape stuff from, you know, just veteran babyface guile. Um, and then it broke down into a brawl, and my God, like Mayu, obviously she's a wrestling genius, but like I, on second thought, on second watch while watching this, 
Like, she's fighting from her knees to her feet against Yoshiko, and she's throwing forearms to the chest. You know, like, it happens like four times. She gets to her feet, get, you know, gets hit with one uh, to the face. She goes to her knee, goes down, gets back up, throws to the chest. And then on the last one, after like the fifth time it happens, Mayu basically just gets up and then mur- at murder Mayu's mouth, you know, from that Takumi, that second Takumi match comes out. And she just fucking rips back and just walks, just whaps her with like, you know, the Arisa Nakajima. Bro, M- I was like forearms. She, she go, she goes. She looked, she looked like she was like drunken. Like she was yes. like, in, like she went to another reality and caught back that forearm, hit her, and then Yoshiko like ate, like ate she that smiled. shit. She but- hit the ropes, but she <laughs> smiled. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, like. Um, and then answer her with like a Kenzo Bashi like clothesline, like just yes. folded Mayu like an accordion. Yes, yeah, she landed right on her head and neck in the typical Mayu spot. If there's any other, if there's anybody but her or Bushi, you think they broke their neck? And then she gets up and then she picks her up and then she hits her with a short arm clothesline. Has the same exact effect. Gets a pinfall. Um, I don't remember what happened after that, but basically like Mayu ends up getting a um, gets or they were fighting for uh, Mayu ends up getting her back. Hits her with the dragon um, suplex for two. Doesn't work. Mayu uh, ends up going to top rope, hitting the moonsong in the wind. But, like, this match was awesome. Like, it was 15 minutes just fa- of just fabulous, like, veteran wrestlers that just know what they're doing and can play to the crowd and, you know, have some ideas but not have to actually call, like, a match, like, choreograph. It was just an excellent match. Um, I ended up going four and a half on it. I love this match. You know what? I'm right there with you. On the four and a half, um, <clears throat> because it was just like towards the end of the match, there was like a cool like uh, hanging dragon suplex that I liked a lot. Um, I was fired up, yelling at the screen like during that big um, forearm sequence, and like Mayu, like as long as I've seen her, she's just like always been the ace and all that. Like she's not been someone that I've like viscerally rooted for, but uh, in this match, I was like like full like hey my you gotta win like yeah. you can't you can't fucking lose like and then you see you see autumn on the outside of the ring with the yeah. jackets on and shit like i was yeah. like nah man you gotta defend you know the turf like yeah and knowing like uh and you know you gotta like you, you, you know see momo lose like you, you gotta right. you gotta represent you know, you know i didn't think about this but i remember um in 2012 what like this is the reason why i got into seedling in the nine um, when going through like the title history or whatever else, and like, all right, where is she? Blah 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 blah. And hearing all these stories about like the starting history, and I end up finding you know Shishiko and Nanai and Seedling. I went back to there's a match from 2012 between Mako Satomura and uh, Nanai, and it's just like that with like the seconds and the juniors like around the ring, and so you see like um Kyrie and Mayu like in the, in the stardom stuff like you know rooting for Nanai and then Mako's there and then you see like um and then you see like her you know the the, the Sendai girl girls on the side and they're like literally like come on like we gotta win for us and like now I think about it, when you see like the rookies and Arisa Nakajima and Natsuki Tayo and the ceiling gear and then you see like Starlight Kid and big or sorry and Giant Saya there and they're just like Runo Mai he's like I never thought about that but like yeah that is like they are now like the top, you know, the seniors of their divisions, and it's crazy because like this is only, you know, they're they're both twenty eight years old. Mm-hmm. They're both twenty eight. 
Actually, yeah. I think Yoshiko might be twenty seven. Like, it's just yeah. crazy. Like, and that's and they, they did a they did a fast. funny funny thing. Yeah, they did a funny thing throughout the show. Um, they would <laughs> they would do <laughs> like they, they would they would tell you how old some people are, but yep. they wouldn't tell you how old other people are. Right. It was funny. <laughs> like, you don't know what year anybody uh, was born in Cosmic Angels. You do not. Yeah, you don't know uh, what. Like, that was exactly what I saw. I was like, "Oh, Julia, nineteen ninety four. Okay, cool. What yeah. about Tam? Oh, just like, the birth date. I look. She was born in eighty eight. I know how. Like, I know how old she is. But like, they ain't gonna, like ain't finna, It's yeah. out there, but it ain't for you to be volunteered. It, it ain't for you to be found. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that, that, that's part of the that's part of the thing with Cosmic Angels. Like, you know, <laughs> they, you know, you you, you know <laughs> like, what it's about. You know, I think. Because Micah's like 26 as well, just like Unagi. So I don't know if Micah has her birthday up there, like her birth year up there. I had to check, but like, Cosmic Angels, nah, you don't need to know that. They look good. That's yeah. good enough. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, lo- I love the match. And at the end, um, I, I saw some of the translations for it, and it's basically like, you know, Mayu, Mayu's like, you know, I'm happy to have, you know, done this with you or whatever else. And then Yashiko's like, you know, like you're my only tie left to stardom. Like you're only one left, or whatever else. And I'd like to come back sometime, or whatever else. And like, basically gives you the, the like the makes you believe that like Ishiko's gonna come back at some point, either wrestle Russell you again another match or tag with her. And either one, I'm I'm I'd love to see. Look, I don't speak Japanese, and that that's cool that you got the translation out of that. But when I was watching what was happening, it was like. I love you. Like the way yeah. they was, you yeah. know, embracing that That's after the was. end of the match. It was. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, the, and I'll leave it at that. Tackle, tackle, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you dumb. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Mayu tackles her to the ground and just, you know, just grabs her and scruffs up her hair and stuff. And, you know, you see all that, the affection they have for each other. Um, and then, uh, and then from there you get to uh, the announcements. Uh, they end up announcing that um, they're going to do, um, the Yokohama um, Budokan two times in the next um, f- four months. They're gonna, there's going to be one in April. There's going to be one in, I believe, July. And then um, in between that, I believe, they're also going to do Oda uh, War Gym. Um, last year, before the pandemic hit, that was going to be where um, Julia was going to uh, face Arisa Oshiki. But then the world changed. But um, So yeah, like like we said, like Bushiroad between Stardom and New Japan uh, doing another dome show, a third dome show in one year. They out here trying to recoup. <laughs> yeah. This pandemic, we're going to take back from this pandemic. They, they, they probably getting them buildings like at super half cheap. cost, yep. super cheap. So it's just like they're just trying to pack people in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, then you end up getting the uh, the white, or sorry, the red belt match. Utami versus Big Saya. Um, this is a great match, but for me, it just felt, you know, you know, given all the matches with, you know, either super technical, technical precision or super fast stuff or just brutality, I was left like, okay, so I saw what does Utami is great at wrestling already. We know this, but. She is a she's more of a jack of all trades than a specialist at anything. Like she's she's about as good, or I, I feel like she's about as good as like adjusting to what people do than like her actually having her thing that she does. Um, so she was in here with with um, Saya, and it's just a lot of 
there's a lot of flippity doo dah. <laughs> like it just, it, I mean, like it didn't feel like a fight. And I'm not saying every match just felt like a fight, but it just felt like it felt almost like a a, a slightly faster pace, like WWE semi big match on a pay per view. Like where somebody does some flying, another person's a powerhouse, and you, you put it together. But it wasn't like some blow away thing, like a you know, like a Roman Reigns AJ Styles match. It wasn't right. Um, I think for Saya to get this match, we obviously know it shouldn't have been her. Like so, um, it, I felt like this was kind of like a free, like um, this was house money. Mm-hmm. Um, for to put her in this position, it was like, what do you get out of this? Well, you're gonna get a loss, but you're you're gonna get to step up to that level. You're gonna get some experience, and eventually you'll be able to use this if they're a smart, you know, booker, which they've shown themselves to be, to be able to come back to this. Yeah. I've noted that last year they had a match, so she's always been chasing Utami, yeah, and eventually she will get to uh, Utami and. I don't know. I I, I kind of like Saya. Yeah, I like her too. Like I think I like her potential more than where she's at right now. And quite frankly, yeah, still she's, she's clearly not there. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's, it's even though saying it, like it's not like she fucked up a bunch of stuff. Like this was like the most consistent. I've, she's probably uh, since the, at least the end of the Grand Prix. This is by the most consistent she's been. Um, but I think the thing for me was like, if you are a person that like the spot for everybody is. Utami sets up for the Black Tiger Bomb, and she goes to drop her, and um, and Saya turns into a West Coast Pop, right? Um, and with a deep, you know, crate or Rana Cradle, um, that kicks out at like two point nine nine nine. Actually, the re- actually Utami kicked it. I think they bought three. it. And actually, the ref kicked. Or I'm sorry, actually, the ref pulled the count at three, and then Utami kicked it three point one. But whatever. The thing for me was like. I was sitting on that knowing that I was going to happen at the time. Like, you watch enough stardom, mm. you know when reversals are coming. And for me, I was like, that's a reversal. And then it happened. So people lo- so people that, like, if you see people rate this higher than I do, it's because a lot of people just... It, I was sitting on it. I was like, this match is going to end just like that. She's going to get something. She's going to get a... Mm. a like, the point of this match is for her to get a near fall and you think it. And I'm waiting on this. And it happened. And then Utami immediately got up and clotheslined the shit out of her. <laughs> she did the, you know, she did the flip, uh, side did the flip. And then she got her up and she fucking destroyed her with, with the Black Tiger Ball. Like, do you think, which was the worst one? The one that Mayu took the first time we ever saw it or the one that Saya took? Oh, man. Maybe this one, I think. She just kept spinning on the ground yeah like um, i was i was gonna say she she was in the air and then like she she was going around like a driddle top yeah yeah um you know it i sound more down to the match than i actually am it's just it's a four-star match um i see other people giving it like four and a quarter and it, if you bought that that kick out i can see why you gave it four and a quarter but for me yeah, i thought I, it was a very I give good, it four i give it a very good i give it a I, I still think it's a great match and, and all that, but you know, um, it was it was it was a match where he's like the challenge's not gonna win. You just know it's not gonna win, and you know for a lot of people that I think that near fall does did a lot for for her though. Like mm-hmm. um, I thought that before going into the year, before they had to you know scramble to get her uh, to this spot, I thought she was gonna. I thought she, I had a favorite to win the um, uh, Cinderella tournament. Maybe she still does. And, and, and I say it like based on um, like. We know what it was 
supposed to be like this is obviously supposed to be Kyrie, right? Um, it could. I think that Kyrie's gonna be on the card, and if she's gonna be in a match, I think what they what they would have ended up doing was have um, Yashiko face Utami, and then you do like Kyrie versus Mayu as a tenth anniversary mm-hmm. thing instead. Like gotcha. I don't think they just put. You know, because you, then you say ceiling top champion versus stardom top champion for her, for the the ceiling top champion's former red belt or whatever else. So you, could, it, I feel like gotcha. that's what been. I don't think they would have just threw Kyrie into there and be like, "Well, you're Kyrie." I don't, I don't think they would have done that. Gotcha. Uh, I was reading a couple of places that were I it could have been theorizing that, but it could have been. Um, like I said, I, I think it was a house money match. Like yeah. the rest of the cards was strong yeah. to where you could do this type of experiment with right. her. Like, and it's a success. Uh, it's a four star match. Yeah, it's the it's the best singles match for career. The only other match that be that would be this good would be like her match with Tam at the end of the Grand Prix last year. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's get to it. Yeah, it's your event. time. It's your time. <laughs> this man has been waiting for Tam to come. If Tam would have lost this match, I'd have came on this podcast. Dying, howling, laughing. Yeah, I know. But I guess we'll never know. Yeah, asshole. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hair versus hair match for the Wonder Stardom Championship. Yeah. Um, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to talk about this beforehand, and we'll get to it. Um, I'll talk about how I feel about the win and all that after, but I just want to say uh, a couple things. I always felt that Tam was going to win this belt. Um, or in this feud with Julia, it was always coming back. Like, after the match in, in October, um, when uh, Julia goes up 2-1 on Mayu in the, in the career series, um, she says, We're, let's do this again. So it was like, okay. You mean Tam? I'm sorry, uh, no, no. Julia won, and Julia said to Tam, let's do this again. Gotcha. You yeah. said Mayu. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and that's a four and a half star match. Uh, uh, back in October, so they got back to this using that seven uh, that seven match series with Unagi. Like to, at the, the first match was against Julia. It was almost like an outpost match where like they had a tag match where it's Cosmic Angels versus um, I think it, I can't. It was Julia and I think it was Micah, and Julia just no sells be shit out of um, out of Unagi. And then they have that single, the first matchup, and Julia beats the shit out of Unagi again. And then that's how they get mm-hmm. to it. It's like, you, you know. You done what, beat up my I, young girl. I beat up your young girl. Um, you say you want another match. You say you want another match uh, months ago. How about now? And then the next show, and she says, well, I'll, I'll come up with the stipulation. I'll let you know if you want this match. She comes back next day or two days later and says, I want your hair. Hair versus hair for the belt. And then um, Tam says, I love hair versus hair. Yeah, I do too. Um, And then Tam says, whatever. I I told you that I'll go through, I'll I'll chase you through hell. And that's what I do. I already made a decision. We'll do it. And they got to this point. So match starts out. (laughs) Tam ends up getting a side headlock. Julia escapes, slaps the shit out of Tam. Tam blows her stack. And then from that point forward, the rest of this match is, or a lot, most of this match is, Julia has Tam's number, and Julia gets cocky at times, and is because is basically going to piss off Tam over and over and over. She keeps making mistakes so she can counter wrestle her. Um, she she Tam blows her stack, goes to strike, ducks under, slap again, 
it basically end up outside the ring. Um, it, Julia ends up setting up the table in front of Akira Hokudo and does a power driver through the table in front of Akira Hokuto, known for power driving motherfuckers through tables. <laughs> um, so, um, then they end up back in the ring. Uh, Tam's fighting back. And there was all this stuff that before we even got to that point, but I'm not even going to go through it, but basically, like, Tam out wrestled, Tam out, out brawled her. The only thing that Julia had was pissing Tam off and then countering once she, made, once she blew her stack and made a mistake. So, then we end up getting to the point where um, there's slap battles. There's there's an intermittent slap Boy, battle. That like, slap battle. The one at the end is just incredible. <laughs> the one at the end is like it, like it locks you in and doesn't let go for the, until the match is over after that, when that one. It's strangely, it, it felt like um, it felt like Tanahashi walking through the slaps in the same building <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> I never thought of that, but that, but yeah, could be. Um, I, I had to watch that again, but. God, there's so much. His match was incredible, but uh, basically, uh, Tam or Julia gets Tam back in the ring after the. Uh, actually, no. She beats the count. Tam beats the count. Julia goes back to work. Tam ends up escaping. There, it, you know, there's uh, there's a point where they're in a, on the top rope. Julia uh, ends up getting her down. I can't remember how they got it down. Like it was so much stuff in this match. I can't even go through it. Like, but it was just excellent wrestling, and all of this stuff was just like. Counters on counters of counters. Like Tam at one point ends up uh, going for a V trigger. Julia trap blocks it, um, and it goes un- un- goes behind Tam. Ends up hitting her after a uh, you know outside when she threw her into the railing two times uh, uh, across her back. Goes for and hits her with a back suplex. Tam is selling like bloody murder. Um, there's just so much stuff. I can't even remember all the stuff. Keeping it in this, keeping it in together, but like I, I just I just love this match. Um, but yeah. ultimately. Um. Oh, okay. I know what happens. Tam ends up getting the better of Julia. Julia ends up, or she ends up hitting her with the uh, her finished tiger suplex. Julia kicks. Um. Tam then tries to go for this move called the here's uh, her special suplex called the Twilight Dream. Rich, she has not she the she's used that move one time before ever. She did it against Kagetsu in the in the 2020 anniversary show. Are you talking about that Steiner screwdriver looking? No, no, thing? no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Like she basically is like a trap one arm here, one arm back, interlock it between, and then su- bridge and suplexes you. Okay, else. that's what, what she saying. won with. Yeah. But after she hits the tiger suplex, she goes for the Twilight Dream. Julia realizes, like, and this is the thing that's been going on with this this feud. Like, it was always she's never hit this fucking move on Julia. So it's like if she once she hits it, it's a wrap. So Julia, you know, avoided it in the October match. She gets to this point. She gets desperate. She hits the ropes. She avoids it this time. Um, she can't get Julia off the ropes. Julia catches her again, um, and uh, then she goes to strike her, but Tam ducks and then actually hits. Julia's move, um, the I think she, the glorious driver on on Julia. Julia kicks. Tam ends up grabbing her by the arm and wrist control and just hits these you know these kick these abushi like or whoever kicks as wrist control like Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan like, kicks against okay. her against her you know neck and 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 head over and over and over. And then Julia, you know, because she's desperate, 
and she keeps getting Tam to blow her stack, slap slammed across uh, across the face. Tam is like, all right, I'm about to just fucking bust off, kick your face off from risk control. Julia ducks, ducks underneath. She gets her glorious driver and hits uh, Tam. Tam kicks. So then, then it happens. They both fight to their feet with slaps. And it's back and it's fourth. And they're, and these inside this arena are just sounding off. Slap, 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 slap. Tam. Um, Hold, like uh, Julia holding her arms behind her back and basically being like, give it to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's one where Julia hits her with a huge one. They actually, like, I think caught Tam in the eye. So Tam backs up, gets back. She. Hits a fury, a, sl- a fury of um of a bunch of, of multiple slaps to the face. Julia puts her hands behind her back, she sticks her face out. Then she ducks her head because like she can't take the punishment. And then she goes to a knee. She spits into the uh, spits into the mat. She gets up. She starts throwing her slaps, slaps, slaps over and over and over. Tam's eating it. Tam doesn't duck. She's just sitting there taking it. And then um they get space from both killing each other and then they both double move double slap against each other both go to opposite corners then they then they get up fire up charge each other and then tam unleashes that spinning back kick takes her out hits her with another spinning back kick then she ends up uh then julia comes for attack tam ducks snatches it comes behind her lifts her up high in the air in suplex position and then drops her with a fucking Steiner screwdriver that made me jump out my seat and howl at like 4.30 a.m. Because <laughs> I was it shot. Was I funny. thought she was fucking you know, dead. Who, look, who knew? Tam Nakano, Brian Cage. Dude, S- similar movesets. Dude, like, it's funny because people were like, that's not a that's not a Steiner, uh, that's not a Steiner screwdriver. That damn is, near that, close that, enough. That is a, uh, <laughs> that is a Michinoku driver. I was like, I just saw a Michinoku driver on the show. That ain't no Michinoku driver. A Michinoku driver is out of a body slam. Right. This is then, like out of a suplex, right. which is like drop you straight down. And then the next day, Tam shows a picture of the move. Violet screwdriver. <laughs> anyway, the whole crowd gasps. Akira Hokuto and Milano Collection AT are on commentary. They fucking shout and scream for one, two, kick out at 2.7. Tam gets up. Fuck this. I'm winning this belt. Slaps on the Twilight Dream. Suplex her. Drops her on. Dumps her on her head. Bridges up. One, two, three. Tam is the white belt champion. I love this fucking match. I've watched this match three times. Three and a half times already. It gets better every fucking time I watch this match. I've noticed more things that happen in this match. And callbacks to previous matches. I'm not giving this five. I'm giving it four and three quarters. This is about as good a match you can get that's under 20 minutes. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, man. It uh without going move by move, um, I can just say it just felt like the end of this emotional rivalry. We saw all throughout last year, especially that first match, which I really love, when she damn near beat Tam to sleep. Like well, she choked, <laughs> she, put, she slapped her uh, submission or choke submission on her, and then Tam just like I'm not I'm not tapping out or submitting to give up this white belt. I'd rather fucking die and then she passed out and the red yeah. had to stop it. And then like you keep going all the way to what we got now. Hair is on the line and it's not just hair. That's like someone's pride you're fighting for, essentially. So uh, that's how I always look at hair versus hair matches. Yeah. And it was just like 
damn like i like you like you really i think get respect for both of them uh after this match because like you know These when julia's people that people say aren't good wrestlers what the fuck are you watching <laughs> bro i i ain't seen a, a julia match i ain't like yet but um yeah, was, I I think both of them really stepped up. Them being in that legendary venue, you know, uh, they I think made like like I feel like Julia's the clear future here, and Tam finally has come through as someone that has been there for a long time and has a lot of fans like James that have just watched her struggle with Arisa Hoshiki struggle through, you know, the the Momo stuff struggle to find her, uh, her leadership role after being in stars and being number two. And she finally breaks through and becomes number one. And that's, I think y'all definitely are going to want to watch this match for sure. Um, I think, and I think Julia's already flipping it, like with you know the the look now, like she's wearing the hats, and I think she's going to embrace it, and she's going to come out better on the other side for it. And then now I think Tam's firmly established. I thought this was excellent, great big show match. Like this could have main evented anything, damn near. Yeah. Um. Aside from Omega and Kenny, I don't think I've seen a better match this year. Well, Who? I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Um, I said Omega Hen. Uh, okay, so I would say that back. Okada, Osprey, Kenny, Phoenix. Those are only two matches I think are better than this I've seen this year. Um, yeah. They. <laughs> and then and then the thing is right, and I, I forgot to point this out. Like when she the first match they had when she um when she passed out. The second, because you know they had four matches. The second one was a Grand Prix match. The third one was the rematch for the white belt. The third match was played off of that that finish. Like she has her in the choke, and then Tam like passes out, hulks up, and then at the end she ultimately loses. But it's like all of this stuff plays on top of each other. Like this is, I'm not saying this is Mayu in in Io Shirai because they're just another level of athlete than those two. But like outside of that, like I think this is the best. This is the best starting feud I personally ever seen to follow through. Like good old fashioned hatred. Yeah, like, good old fashioned, and, and, and it turned into respect at the end ultimately. Because they're out there giggling and shit uh, while Julia's getting her haircut. Yeah, like um, so. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to that part. So Julia sits in the chair. Um, Julia um, gets the. There's a barber on hand with a cordless. Uh, uh, set of hair clippers. She takes it. She takes the clippers from the dude, hands it to Tam. As tradition in uh, hair matches, where the person that that wins gets to scalp a bitch. So, um, Tam gets the clippers, turns them on, grabs her hair from the side, and then turns them off and says, "I can't do it." Um, and then she says some of the lines of like, "All look, you know." If I had lost, I would have stuck up the stipulation, but all I really I was willing to do anything for this belt. All I wanted was his belt. Um and I can't do it. So then Julia was like Man, just do this she, shit. She said, Quit she, playing. Said, she said you don't have to do it. And Julia, and I think this is brilliant. Julia was like, fuck it, let's get this shit over with. He gives it to the barber, cuts her hair, um, cuts it in like, you know, <laughs> the Rhea Ripley WWE. I was gonna uh, say. I was gonna say. I saw. I saw my boy Hakeem. Shouts sh- out to Hakeem. He was like Julia out there looking like an NXT Women's Champion right now. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, Tam's there, and she's holding some of the hair from the back while they um, um, go while the barber cuts through it, and then at the end, all of a sudden, like Tam gets the mic and is like, "How the hell do you look better now?" And then they go back and forth, saying a couple of jokes or whatever else. So, but ultimately, um, Tam, you know, she says so she has her sign off, um, which is is awesome, but also bittersweet because like she does the "We Are Stars" thing because like. Cosmic Angels haven't signed off yet, but it's like, damn, she's not in stars anymore. Like, it makes you think. Like, I think I think Mai would have been in the side. Like, I think she would have been in the corner or at ringside crying her eyes out, like when she cried during the Arisa and Tam match back in 2019, just mm-hmm. being so happy. But like, that's not that's not here nor there. Like, they're gonna have a match during during on one of the big shows, and that's gonna be fucking incredible. But um, anyway, so, so says we does sign off. We are stars. Um, Mina and Unagi, you know, finishing first and third in the Rumble, uh, lift up uh, Tam uh, on her shoulders for the picture, for the photo op. Um, also, one thing of note, also, as far as storytelling, Tam, when they won those trios belts, uh, had picked up the blue strap. When she was, when she was a trios champion in early 2019, she had the pink belt, um, and I, th- I don't know, maybe I'm just head cannon, but Mayu always had the blue belt when they were the trio's champions. Julia, when they were trio champions, Donald Del Mondo, she had the blue belt when she got her own faction and she won. She didn't pick up the pink belt. She picked up the blue belt. I don't, I think that was kind of like, I'm my own fucking person. I'm a leader now. Um, so she's up there with the white belt around her waist, the, the, the blue, uh, trio's champion belt on her shoulder, uh, take the pictures, she goes up the, uh, uh, or gets out the ring, collapses when she jumps off the apron, gets to her feet, um, walks to the, walks up the ramp, faces the camera, holds the, the white belt up, or uh, both belts up, but are ha- on her hands, but pulls up the white belt, tears thrown out her face, she collapse, she collapses on her back, picks herself up, goes uh, down the aisle or back through the ramp, while you know, blowing kisses goodbye. Man, fucking tastic! Like it's something about beating the it's something about beating the dominant champion in their fourth match. You know, that's just emotional. You know, it's something. Oh, you love to be talking about Kenny. (laughs) It's just something about it. You know, it's it's just it's just pro wrestling. It's it's pro wrestling one on one. You build someone up as dominant, and you have somebody that's chasing them. That is, you know, somebody you want to make as big or close to as big or is already there. It's just they need a, a push to get them there. And it's like you put Tam there and Tam is as reliable as almost anybody else in stardom. Don't let don't let anybody fool can fucking fool you. Um, and they had this match and now she's on her way like she was already there. She's she has many fucking Twitter followers. Anybody except for like two people in stardom. She has more followers than uh, Julia. She's moves merch as much as anybody except for like Mayu. This is the time like if they beat like this is her fifth chance at the white belt and we can and that's the thing why I've always um gravitated to her like I started watching stardom in I think I have a subscription in, like mid or early January 2019. So, like the first Cork and Hall was that eighth anniversary show, and she's on. She's having a match against Momo, who was in the middle of you know the title defense streak or whatever else, or the record, 
and like she has this match and it's like a four star three and three quarter star match i'm like you know i'm just watching this sh- this show and like the people that stick out to me are like my you obviously already know her background and utami's i've heard about her and um and momo who i've heard about and like hannah because hannah just stands out she's and I, and i see her in this match i'm like this tam girl's fucking good they're having a killer match and then at the end like you know momo wins and it's like i just wanted to prove that like stars our faction is more than just Mayu Watani. And then you get the Arisa, or the Arisa stuff. And then they have that fucking classic match. And then, you know, goes through the Grand Prix, finishes second in the Grand in her Grand Prix block behind uh, the eventual winner, Hannah. Um, then, you know, tag Lee with, with Arisa, and they had that great run of matches. And then, uh, then you get to the ninth anniversary show. She beats Kagetsu and Kagetsu's last, like, Cork and Hall show in stardom. And, you know, that great post-match thing about her progression when she was, you know, a manager in all it'll tie. A manager. A manager's a, a former manager in, for what, 2018 she was a manager. Now she's having four and three-quarter star matches. Anyway, so all of that shit, like, this progression and change in character and this run where, like, she got her first shot in, 2000, uh, in January 2019 to get to, you know, 770-some days later, like, to get her crown moment on the biggest show in stardom history... That's fucking big. Um, it's a great run. It's great storytelling. Great story. Like, and there's still more chapters to this. Like, we're going to get like this Mayu thing, and it's going to be fucking incredible. Um, like, you look at starting the last two years, and like f- three of the last four biggest storylines are like Tam and Arissa, Tam and or sorry, uh, Tam and Julia, um, the split of stars and Cosmic Angels, like. This was overdue. Like she's she is the he in these streets. She is the person that you put in this shit to make it work as far as story. Like she is a she is one of the best storytellers in all of professional wrestling. And she finally was able to, you know, uh I guess uh finish the book for this one, this run. I think this is gonna be like the most significant um like Joshi show uh that breaks through. And I think a lot of people are going to uh, watch this show i think people are going to i think fans were made off of this show and i would like say because like i said on the um last one nation radio show i said i voted stardom ahead of new japan um and you know the observer awards and it doesn't feel like you know how wrestle kingdom was it felt like they pulled this great show out on the day and then they've even struggled some sense just because of the abundance of shows and lots of they're they're just going through a rough time rough patch in new japan right now but stardom yeah. is so set up to thrive right now because they've got youth coming after what they have on top now yeah. and their youth is like if it's crystal clear who it is and uh i think they've got great booking and i think they have a lot of people you can easily invest in and if there's anything um to take away from this show i wanted to take to do this show on its own i didn't want to shortchange it at all because i think this is one of the most significant shows that not only of the year i think it's an easy show of the year candidate right but like you're talking about like planning the flag for a promotion this is it like this is how this is like how i felt like aw revolution was for aw last year i mean yeah like i felt that way watching it um like i haven't been able to get this show in that match in the main event out my mind um like since like i didn't just 
looking to see going through Twitter and just seeing like effusive praise just over and over and over like you you don't see that <laughs> in the wrestling sphere in the wrestling sphere like it's always like something that he nitpicking or blah 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 it's like but everybody is just like over the moon about the show um and you know it's, you know I think you know it's because of the wrestling and it's also because like a, you know whether you were into the story and knew of the story or not with all this stuff like all of the right people won. I think the only really exception you would have was maybe like if you if you're a person that's like doesn't like the politics stuff of Nanai, but it's like it was two ceiling wrestlers and two matches. Like you have to go fifty. Hey, one of them lost. One yeah. of them lost. Like you, you know. have to go fifty fifty, and it's like you're not going to beat Mayu. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's just like this is a home run um, or a grand slam. Actually, they dream slam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I just I. You know, um, there. This was the first Joshi promotion to run Budokan since like '97. Um, like I think this is like the biggest attendance for a Joshi show in like 15 years, something like that. So I imagine it's like Gaia or maybe the the very the very last like breaths of All Japan Women's. But yeah, like it. This was a blast. Um, it's gonna be up on Stardom World. Um, like sometime tomorrow. Uh, like if you are somebody that just like you know, if you're someone that's like I'm gonna buy AEW Revolution, um, because you know, and you're just a person that you know drops fifty bucks for a pay per view, I would suggest you drop the eight dollars and whatever cents. Watch this show when it happens because like there ain't no guarantee that that Revolution gonna be better than this. Um, it could be, it could not, but there is not no fucking guarantee. Um, it, it you know it's it's. I can tell you, they're not going to have the singles wrestling to, to match it. Like it's going to be like that's for sure. It's it's a whole different show. Like yeah. Like, but if you want some classic singles wrestling, like this is this is where it's at right here on yeah. the show. Like the last four matches, last five matches, like all of them, um, just all hit. Yeah. So, um, they have a Cork and Hall show on Sunday, um, and it is starting right off where we, you know, um, right before Mina broke her nose. It is uh, tall, I'm sorry, Giant Saya and Starlight Kid and Mayu versus Cosmic Angels for the trio's belt. Um, and that is, you know, already know where that's headed. We're about to jumpstart this uh, Cosmic Angels versus Star slash Mayu versus Tam thing. And I can't wait for, for their match. Um, I can't wait for their match for a, for a singles belt. Um, it's never happened before. They've had matches and tournaments in, uh, on, in January. Uh, they went to a fifth of draw. It was awesome. Like them on a big stage, how that match is gonna, like it's gonna be fucking awesome. Like for me, I can pretty much already tell you, unless you know, unless something, I can't even foresee what the fuck will have to happen for this not to be. By the time we talk about it in the year, it not be my favorite match when we do the year review for 2021. Uh, it's 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 that important to me. This is like I can't remember the last time. Like I've been in my mind thinking like in just like. Johnny Gargano winning the NXT belt, Bailey winning NXT Women's belt, uh, Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30, uh, Sting WCW 97 Starcade. Like I don't even know. Like this is up there amongst that as far as my favorite, like chases and wins for a babyface. Like it's been it's that important mm-hmm. to me. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I guess we just end the show. I don't know. Otherwise, I keep going. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep going to how much I love this fucking show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, uh, any last thoughts, Rich? 
Um, yeah, like, like I was saying, I, I think it's a it's a put your flag in the ground. Literally, we are stardom. Like this is like, <laughs> like, like this is it. Like um, you know, it. I would I would just uh, encourage people to don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel like you have to just you know start watching everything. Just just take a little bit at a time, and you know easing at your own uh pace because uh like i i do see people ask uh sometimes in the discord like hey you know how do i start watching and you know stuff like that so um like just yeah i I mean i i would start with this whole show personally but (laughs) i would say if you're a person trying to figure out when to get in watch this show and then go forward and then if there's anything that you know you might want to try to figure out there are a bunch of people on Twitter uh, that that will ask that will answer that question. I, I you know, or you can go join the Discord and like me or the JML or, or Zach Porter will will point you to the right places, find what you're looking for. There's also some resources on Twitter that can help. Um, uh, I, I can't remember his name. It's Ostovich or Strakovich or whatever else. He's he's good with um video stardom history. Uh, also, uh, shouts out to, uh, pro or to wrestling Omakase on the voice of wrestling network. Um, when I was getting to stardom right before I watched, I listened to a podcast on the history of stardom. You, you don't need to go f- that far back. Like you don't even have to go far as back as I did. You really, at this point need to only go back to like, maybe know a couple things about what happened in 2018. And then you're, and then you can literally just drop in, or you could just start when like Julia comes into the company because, you know, the roster, this thing was starting them. Like, the roster seems stable over. now. Like, you know, because last year, you know, about this time, the roster seemed kind of stable. And then what happened? Or actually, I'll take it back. Like, 14 <sighs> months ago, like October of, la- of 2019, the shit looked like you lose Azuki, you lose Kagetsu, you lose um, Hannah, you lose um, Arissa. Arissa. And then, like, you look what they've done with Donald Mondo to fill all that void. And, like, look, look how fast they've rebuilt. Like, you know, obviously, you know, with Joshi, like, you're going to get useless, but, like, he's, you know, you know, with the resources from Bushiro or whatever else, like, they were able to reload in a hurry. In a hurry. And, obviously, you know, obviously the show is kind of souped up with, this, with the seedling, um, uh, you know, entries or whatever else, but it's like, they they could, if they needed to, they could have, you know, um, maybe it's not this show, but, like, that Yokohama show from October is fucking incredible, and that was just a, a you know, just a big show with a normal card, almost. But um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, you be sure to read us on whatever app you're using. Listen to this with. Um, be sure to check out. Or be sure to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash SoSuplex to pick up some official SoSuplex Podcast Network merchandise. Um, hey, if y'all want to make a donation to the show, y'all can do that right on Red Circle. Oh, yeah. That's right. I need to add that into, uh, into this. Uh, also, be, able, be sure to check out the other shows in the network. Uh, One Issue Radio, Keep It a Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast, Grumman Watches Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, um, It Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, and Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Later.